Welcome to the Greg Bennett Show. I'm your host, Greg Bennett. And this was a wonderful conversation with Ronnie Schildknecht, one of the all-time great triathletes to come out of Switzerland, 11-time Ironman winner, nine-time he won uh, the Zurich Ironman, the Swiss Ironman Championships. Absolutely incredible. We discuss his journey into the world of triathlon, his background actually being tennis and uh, soccer and ice hockey and everything else. Like many athletes, had a bunch of sports that he was into and then finally settled in on triathlon, but not until he was about 22, to be honest. And then it took him five years to win his first Ironman, which happened to be Ironman Switzerland. And like I said, he then went on to win it nine more times. We talk about retiring from his sporting career and building his new company, Iron Sports Management. Just an absolutely wonderful conversation. So many great takeaways in this one. Listen to the end. There's so many great things towards the end of this, this episode that you really must listen to. If you could do me a favor, if you're enjoying the show, one thing you could really help me out with is... Uh, giving me a review um, on Apple, if you're listening to Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to for this show. Um, I'd really appreciate that. And any feedback you have for me, um, you can direct message me on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or whatever. It's all The Greg Bennett Show. You can find me there. I do get back to you, sometimes not right away, but I will do my very, very best to get back to you right away. Um, I hope you enjoy this one as much as I do. And I do apologize for my raspy voice. Um, I have been dealing with a bit of a cold, but I have young kids, so that's part of the course. But I hope you enjoy this one as much as I do. And remember, success comes to those who endure just one moment longer. All right. Well, today's guest, he's a powerhouse in the world of triathlon, a Swiss legend with 11 Ironman victories to his name, including a record-breaking nine wins at Ironman Switzerland from the Duathlon World Championship podium to a remarkable fourth-place finish at the Ironman World Championships in Hawaii. He's a man who's left a permanent mark on the sport. Now, he's channeling his passion and his experience into helping other athletes through his sports management agency, iRon. So, welcome to the Greg Bennett Show, Ronnie Shieldnecht. How are you, mate? Mate, very good, Greg. Thank you very much for the invite. Um, yeah, long time coming, man. I'm really... <sighs> Really, really, really happy to connect again. <laughs> it's one of the joys of the show. It's like uh, you look up mates and you're like, wow, it's been probably, I don't know, 10 years since we've, we've spoken. And it, it gives me the opportunity to to have these conversations with longtime friends. I had um, Matthias Hecht, you know, our, our mutual friend on the show recently. And I was like, wow, how did it take this long to get some of my good mates on the show that I haven't spoken to for ages? So thanks for joining me, buddy. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I, I actually can remember it vividly uh, because uh, we were sitting at the Lava Java in Kona and yes. had a coffee. You know, that was the last time we actually, and that was like years ago, and uh, and we had a chat. And I think you were still active, yeah. uh, or like on the on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you did the lifetime series. I'm not sure again, but but yeah, I can remember it vividly when we had a chat there in the, in front of the ocean. Uh, That's and, right. Uh, yeah. Was that the yeah. year you got fourth? I think it was another year, probably. But, year. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't remember that one, but I just remember it very vividly in the in the lower yeah. tower there, there in the front. Yeah, oh. that, yeah. You're bringing back great memories, aren't you? Like the Lava Java in Kona, Hawaii. For people that haven't been to the Hawaii Ironman, it's a place that everybody hangs out at, and it's uh, so beautiful right there on the on the ocean, on the Pacific Ocean. Exactly. But mate, look, it's a. Uh, Pretty recent for you, post-retirement. How's uh, how's life? Are you still keeping fit? Or what's your training like these days? 
Yeah, you know, uh, actually, when I did my last race uh, two years ago, I um, yeah, I retired on my own terms. That was first of all really cool, and um, and um, yeah, I, I'm I'm trying to stay fit. I found some of my old, let's say, love for sports. You know, I was always a, a, a guy who loved so many different sports. But mm. like being a professional athlete prohibit, prohibits you of doing these kinds yes. of sports. So mm. it was tennis, ice hockey, um, you know, like, uh, well, skiing, ski touring. Uh, I, I was a guy who, who would have loved to do uh, much more, but then you have to focus, you know, if you're a fresh professional athlete, you can't do uh, everything. So, so, so since I stopped with triathlon professionally, I have been doing these things, you know, team sports, and mm. I'm trying out everything. At the moment, I'm in an ice hockey phase and tennis phase, so <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, and I'm enjoying, you know, uh, playing with my friends and having a beer after and, you know, mm. these kinds of things. <laughs> Isn't it funny? You put it all on hold, don't you? It's like I... Uh, Right when I stopped, I got right into mountain biking because yeah. I never did that because I didn't want to hurt myself. And then to your point, Laura and I both took up tennis and so we've got right into tennis. And it's it's fun to do all these things that you put on hold because you didn't want to get hurt. And now you can go, oh, well, I'm still fit enough and young enough that I can still actually have a bit of fun with them. That's really cool. Exactly. So yeah. let's, let's, let's rewind the clock a bit, mate. Yeah. I want to hear about your journey, how you got into the sport, um, how it all started. Um, there's fascinating stories about y your family and, and sport that they got into. So tell me all about that and how you first found your passion for triathlon. Yeah, that was an interesting uh, journey for sure. I, I was always a very sporty kid. My, my parents played tennis um, very intensely and I actually grew up on the tennis court, you know, like ah. kind of there was clubs back then, you know, tennis clubs. So yeah. it was kind of a family. So on the weekends, you just went there and you ha were hanging out there all weekend. You know, this is, was my life, you know, as a child, like, but not particularly playing tennis, but just like playing with other kids on the tennis, on the tennis, in, the, in this tennis club, you know, where it was outside, sand courts. And of course I played tennis as well, but the whole day I was just, you know, around sports mm. and, um, and, and, and then that influenced me a lot. And, um, yeah, in my childhood, I played soccer. That was my sport and tennis, you know, and every day, uh, yeah, that was like what I did, like all, and school was like uh, horrible for me. Um, yeah. And my dad, uh, <laughs> yeah, my dad was not so happy about that, but, uh, yeah, that's how it was. Like sport was my life. I was happy with sports and it's still to this day, it's the same. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love that you, you, um, it was all about family and relationships as well, though. It was like yeah. the, the tennis club and hanging out with all the other kids. And exactly. Yeah. It's very similar. The amount of athletes that I've had on the show that sort of had that background of a mixture of sports and, but there was always this common thread of hanging out with mum and dad and, and family. And I think that was a, that's been huge part of a lot of the achievements of a lot of the athletes, they got a decent grounding in all yeah. of that. But how did you actually then get into triathlon? Because if you were tennis and, and soccer, how did you find triathlon out of all that? Yeah, after, you know, after soccer and, and, and tennis, I stopped tennis. I was actually on a high, quite a high level in tennis. Um, but then um, somehow I lost my motivation. Uh, it's, you know, it's a, it's a sport where you're alone, right? And um, yeah, as yeah. a child, you want to be around kids. 
and I was an only child. So I always wanted to be around people <laughs> because I was an only child. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and then I, I first, before I, I started triathlon, I, I started playing ice hockey with, a, with also some friends. And that was my passion as well for quite a long time. And then at some point, um, I was a bit older, maybe 18. Um, I, uh, you know, with a friend of mine, there was the, the, the Zurich Ironman triathlon. It was not called Ironman back then. It was in 1997, back, back way back. Uh, wow. There was this, this, this long distance, which is now Ironman Switzerland uh, triathlon. But within this uh, event, there were other smaller events and there was an Olympic triathlon. So my good friend, he was a, um, a, a cycling courier. I don't know if you know, like, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So post, post office guy and, uh, with the, with the bike. And, uh, he, he said, uh, he came to me and said, Hey, Ronnie, let's, let's do this triathlon thing here. And I said, yeah, sure. Let's, let's do it. You know, let's, let's go train on, on our bike a little bit and swim breaststroke. And, and, and that's how, how I first experienced, uh, an, I, so I did an Olympic triathlon out of nothing, uh, just for fun. Um, Yeah. I love that. I was just thinking about Zurich 97. I think I raced a World Cup there in Zurich 97. Was there a World Cup triathlon there? You probably um, when yeah. Well, when I was there, like Andrew Jones was yeah. starting at this like at the professional event. Of course, I was I was actually um, you know Sven Reeder and Rudy Wild. They were doing this triathlon, but. I didn't know them. Uh, they were, of course, then I kind of, our path crossed because I started doing triathlon a bit later, but yeah. these guys were already doing this in the junior ranks. So yeah, I, uh, I mean, I, you know, I put on socks and, and I, I put on cycling gloves and, you know, I was, yeah. I came from ice hockey. I was like 85, 90 kilos. Oh, wow. guy. Uh, wow. So I was actually, yeah, it was, yeah, so I was under 18 um, and I just finished the race and uh, yeah, it was, it was well. <laughs> I wasn't fast, and it was it was fun for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, I, I and, love uh, and then actually, um, three years later, I decided to go to San Diego for a language stay to learn English. You know, yeah. um, and and there I, I I I met two Brazilian guys. They were like semi professional triathletes, and um, and they yeah I got hooked with triathlon again because for three years. I just tried it once in Zurich, you know, in 1997. And then in 2000, I picked it up. I went buying uh, my first triathlon bike in the famous Nitro shop in San Diego. Yeah. And, uh, and that's where I started triathlon and, and found my, you could say, love for, for the sport. I love that, mate. I got one question before we continue on the triathlon journey. Yeah. A little bit offshoot. Mm-hmm. If you were big in tennis in the 90s, were you playing a young Roger Federer at that time? Yeah, I was, I was actually, um, yeah, I was playing him once no um, way. When, That's awesome. when I was uh, 15 and he was like 13 and, yeah. uh, yeah, he probably doesn't know, but, uh, I mean, I met him later on and I told him, but of course he didn't know anymore. Uh, <laughs> I, we met on the, on the, on the playground with the kids and I told him so, because he lives quite near still of course, yeah. in, uh, around Zurich. So yeah, I was really competitively playing and, and, and once played uh, Roger as well. Uh, unfortunately, my, my journey ended a bit earlier than his. <laughs> I love that though. That's just a nice little, I just wanted to, I was just curious because I think it's kind of a cool little story. Um, yeah. But triathlon, let's go back to triathlon. Um, yeah. So you found triathlon going to San Diego again. Was it always for you to do 
Ironman triathlon and I know duathlon was very much a part of, you know, your journey. Yeah. Was that kind of, cause starting swimming late is not easy, you know? Yeah. You know, um, the, my, when I heard triathlon, it was always about Ironman. Um, mm. so tri- Ironman, uh, Kona and actually during my language stay in Kona, uh, sorry, in, in, in San Diego, I went to Kona to watch the Ironman. Ah. Um, and I got so inspired there about the, about uh, yeah about these guys. Uh, it was incredible. Of course, I couldn't imagine ever doing something like that. Um, but but I started, you know, um, swimming, and I, I couldn't swim. But but um, of course, I knew hey, swimming is uh, is necessary. But in Switzerland, we had a big big duathlon scene. Uh, yes. Duathlon was big. So Powerman Sofingen. Was was a big race uh, with Olivier Bernard and and Ken Gla and like you know all these guys. I don't know if people who listen know these guys still, but they're like, were like the, the, the Jurgen Sack and yeah. Stadler. So all these guys did Powerman Sofingen. So um, go, going to duathlon for me was much easier. Being also very a bit more maybe a bit uh, more successful because my swim was like, you know, a 30 minutes per 1.5K. I couldn't even crawl. So I had mm. to learn this first. So so that's why after my language stay in San Diego, I decided to, yeah, to to, to start uh, duathlon. And of course, also triathlon um, with, with age groupers, you know. And yeah. so I did both. But in duathlon, I was uh, uh, a bit higher level because, I, of course, I didn't lose 10 minutes on the swim. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Is it still a decent scene of duathlon or is that kind of faded away? Cause is it, it is there still a power man's off again? It is still, it faded a bit away. It's less and less. Like there are not so many active duathletes anymore, maybe yeah. three, 500, three to 500. But back then, like this was big, you know, power yeah, yeah. was, if you won Kona, you yeah. had to win like Sovingen. So yeah. Well, Mark Allen did that. Remember Mark Allen? He exactly. was, yeah. was good. It was always, you had, Gosh, I'm going back now, but it was like you had obviously Hawaii Ironman, mm-hmm. then you had Ironman Germany, exactly. Ironman Australia and Ironman New Zealand were very old as well, and then Ironman Canada yeah. and Picton. But then you throw in that mix, Powerman Zofingen was right up there along with Nice. That were the two big yeah. European along with Ironman Germany. You had this kind of, you needed to be winning those to say you were one of the best in the world. Exactly. Um, Kenny Souza. Do you remember him? Yeah, of name? course. Kenny Sousa. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Duathlon. Ju- I remember I did a few world championship duathlon. Ju- yeah, I know. I know. They used to be, they used to be fairly big. I'm not sure. Are they as big still? I think it's, it's, as I said, it's, it's, it's still there. It's not as big anymore, yeah. but I, I mean, I, I can remember you and like so many top guys also from triathlon bridging over to duathlon because it was still, you know, important yeah. Like a, a duathlon world title was worth something. I mean, before Norman Sandler won Kona, uh, for example, he won yeah. uh, the duathlon world champs, you know, like so. And um, yeah, I mean, by the time my big idols really were like uh, Jürgen Seck was like, you know, I was that that's that was like the mm-hmm. idols, you know, where mm-hmm. like these guys did under eight hours in Challenge Ross. And, and, and wow. so I was always aspiring to triathlon and my goal always was to do an Ironman and Maybe, nice. maybe Ironman Hawaii at some point, but I really just did it for like, I, I just loved it, like to the suffering on the bike and on the run. And yeah, I just enjoyed the sport and, um, mm. and duathlon enabled me to, yeah, also because I was on a high level pretty quick, 
um, I, I was in the national team very quick and I could do like European championships and was actually, yeah, pre pretty decent. Where, of course, if I would have done um, uh, like a, a European Cup triathlon, I mean, I would have been lapped after, after the swim because I was not, I was still swimming and the guys already have, would have done a loop on the, on the bike, you know, with the drafting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So for me, duathlon was like non-drafting, even the short course and long course and, um, and triathlon short distance was, was with drafting. And for me, it was never, never an option. So I had to yeah. go to long distance really quick. <laughs> no, but that's awesome. I love how there's that, that step into the sport, right? Yeah. So you, you always know that you want to get to, you know, Hawaii, man, cause you've had that taste of it when you did your stay in San Diego and you kind of go, wow, I've got to get there one day. But then you, rather than going, okay, I have to do only triathlon, there's a nice yes. little progression into the sport using duathlon. 100%. So when did you sort of recognize this then, you know, we're talking early 2000s. Mm -hmm. When did you start to realize, hey, I'm actually reasonable at this? And was there a moment in time or was it gradually that no, it was, hey, I can have a career at this? Yeah, there was an exact moment actually in 2002 because I was in the duathlon national team. I was invited to, to go to the under 23 world championships in duathlon in Atlanta, in Alpharetta. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I went there and, you know, like four weeks later, there was the Ironman Florida. So, you know, I've been, I was 22 years old mm. and I thought, Hey, that's perfect. Let's go and do the duathlon worlds in Atlanta yeah. where I placed fourth overall in the end uh, at the under 23 uh, world champs. And then I, I rented the car and, and drove alone. Uh, first time in the US, no, actually second time because I was in the US before. Second time, um, I and I drove to Panama City to 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 do the Ironman end of the year, you know. Yeah. And and I remember vividly the national coach by the time from Duathlon, he said, "So are you not flying back with us?" And then I said, oh, no, no, I, I'm I'm doing my first Ironman, you know, just as oh, a, awesome. you know, like as 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 my last race of the season." And I can remember he looked at me, he was just nodding, like, why would you do that? Like, makes no sense. You're 22 years old. Why would you do an Ironman? You've never done an Ironman. And now you're doing this Ironman. And <laughs> I mean, I didn't think a lot about it. I was yeah, just like, yeah, like hang on. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, so I drove down and I had a really nice uh, homestay there. So nice. And, and I enjoyed it right away. And, uh, and there I did my first, first, uh, Ironman race. Yeah. And How'd go? how did it go? Your first one? Well, the, the, the thing was, uh, the first one actually, um, I, you know, to, to, to have to say, I had to go with my bike, road bike with a little, um, add on, you know, no aero bars, huh? Like yeah, it's yeah. Not, not like nowadays yeah. aerodynamically, I probably had a, I don't know what you say nowadays, but really bad. Yeah. Um, however, I, you know, I was, I, I surprisingly placed seventh place overall wow. and wow. went like eight fifty three. Wow, sub nine! Wow. Yes, so uh, it was an uh, incredible. I mean, um, I just I had no pacing plan, no nutrition plan. I had nothing. I just did it. But yeah, that was my turning point. Like they're like, oh wow, I'm actually really good in this. At this, yeah. you know, even I was twenty two years old, never rode more than hundred eighty k, or yeah never yeah. um and i just placed with all these pros like niedrich jason shortis i remember oh, yeah, yeah. Um, all these top guys and i was i couldn't believe it 
doing an, a sub nine. And, and I remember there was a, a Swiss team, uh, an Ironman professional team, Swiss team. And one of these uh, team members did also Ironman Florida. And he was like a seasoned pro, 10 years pro. And he was like 20th. And the team manager of this team saw me there. And after the race, he said, who are you uh, doing your first Ironman and placing seventh place? And, and he signed me to get on this team. Wow! Um, right away, so so that was kind of my 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 breakthrough race. Yeah, were you working before that? Were you like, and did that still mean? Did that mean you had to keep working, or was it a contract enough that you could actually now do the sport full time? That was like a, actually the first my first contract. It was like a twenty k. I I got like twenty k. Right. Like I I still had to work, but for me that was incredible. I mean, when you're a twenty two year old kid, oh my like, god, getting yeah. money, a professional contract, and yeah. I remember yeah. I I got. 20,000 uh, Swiss francs offered plus a BMC bike. And wow. I mean, I, you know, you have to imagine I was not my goal. I, I was, I never thought I'm going to become professional, but somehow it happened. It was not really my goal to make a living out of it. Really not. It was about getting faster. Yes. But it was not about, and mm-hmm. then like this guy comes to me and says, oh, we want you for the team. And like Christoph Mauch, Reto yeah. Hook. Yeah. was in this team yeah. and then me ronnie i'm like what am i doing here and i can remember the first like uh where we see saw each other with all the new clothing i mean for me this was just like a, a dr- i mean it was not even a dream it was unreal you that's know? unreal what yeah. was the name of that team uh, ewz power team oh it yes was like yes. yeah 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 yeah, you guys were around for quite a while. And did it yeah. change names a few times? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was Henier team in the beginning. Henier. That's right. Andrew Johns was in that. I remember that. Yes. He, always, he always got all this product and, turning up. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was, it was, uh, yeah, that's, that's where my, and then I had to go to my dad and tell him, hey, I want to become professional. And uh, he was so supportive of that because he always wanted to become yeah, like, or let's say he never had the support from his family. He was a big soccer player or uh, yeah. he was an avid soccer player. So he su- supported me 100% oh, in my cool. decision. And of course, my mom. And without him, I couldn't have done this, you know. He just oh, yeah. said, look, look, finish your studies, finish your, your apprenticeship. And, and you know, like, then I'm fine, you know. Uh, so that, that, that I did. <laughs> and, mm. uh, and, and, but he gave me this opportunity because, yeah, I couldn't make a living out of this. No, that's awesome. I mean, that's, that's the kind of support a lot of young athletes need. It's, it's not a cheap sport. And no. when, you get a, when you get a sponsor like that that comes around and $20,000 when you're 22 is a lot, but it's, it doesn't go that far. At the end of the day, you've still got to live. Um, exactly. got to have a supporting family. But then let's fast forward. It takes – you find the sport. You're now in this team. You're giving it a good whack. It's 2002, 2007, mm-hmm. Ironman Switzerland. Yes. Your first win. Tell me about, firstly, that five-year period, because it's a long time mm. to start the sport and not get to win, you know, a big race. Yeah. And then, boom, five years later, you win Ironman Switzerland. So tell me about both of those. Yeah, after this, this breakthrough race in Florida, I had a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of bad races, actually, because I thought this is just how it goes. And I never experienced a meltdown <laughs> in a race, you know, in an Ironman race. Uh, but the next race I did was Ironman Florida, uh, sorry, Ironman Lanzarote, one of the hardest races oh. there is on the circuit. Yeah. And I can remember I ended up in the medical tent because I just, 
I thought I'd just go as hard as I can, as long as I can. And again, I still had no clue of pacing or so. So of course I, <laughs> I ran out of energy. I blew up really bad. And, and, um, I was like, Oh, there is much more to it to be success, you know, to be become yeah. successful in the sport. There's much more because I was still a big guy. I, I, I haven't trained probably like others, you know, big hours. I, I had no clue, to be honest. I came from hockey, from, from tennis, and I had a good endurance. I had a good, good endurance, but I was not coached, so I had no clue. So I, I had to learn my lesson for the next few years as well. I, I, I won some mm. short-distance races, non-drafting in Switzerland. Yeah. But uh, I had also, even at Ironman Switzerland, I had to drop out once or twice because I was not ready for this tough long distance sport my body was not ready my mind was not ready uh because i kind of my success was too fast i was too fast too good you know in this in this florida race and and uh, that's not always the best thing which can happen to you you know like especially as a young guy then you think it's always going to be like that and and it wasn't so i had to learn a lot a lot uh about triathlon about training about my body learning listen to my body you know, and, and that was, that was, that was actually really, really great for me to find out more about myself or mm. about, yeah, how to train properly for, for a triathlon. Mm. Yeah, that's well said. I think, uh, it's almost like you do a degree, right? It's almost like you get your education in the sport. Like you jump in, you get a little bit of positive feedback, you go, all right, I got this. And it's like, hang on, no, 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 no. You got plenty still to learn. Yes. You know, you still got to, you still got to pay your dues. You can't just expect it all to happen. But then, mate, 2007, Ironman Switzerland, your first win there. Tell me about that. Yeah, I mean, the, my dad, as I said, he was always very supportive. But um, as I said, uh, the years before, I had to drop out of the races quite a bit. And I was still in this professional team. And I was, I was successful. I won like Ruppers Wheel, the half, yeah. half, I think, before. But... My dad said to me, actually, before, like the, the week, like the month before, he said, Ronnie, I think it's time you have to deliver. And uh, at some point, wow. I, can, I, cannot, I cannot support you anymore. And um, that stuck to my mind. And I still don't know how I, how I pulled it off, kind of, to win this race. But I remember that he said, hey, you should at some point, you know, be successful at this, you know. And, uh, or more successful, you know, like my aspirations were high, but I couldn't really deliver for quite a long time. Um, still small races, but there, yeah, just everything came together in this race. And, um, yeah, it was, I, I couldn't, I, I also, yeah, I couldn't believe it. I mean, it was Stefan Riesen. He, he was like one of my competitors and Christoph Mauch. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, for me, it came, I, I knew I was really good in the short distance where I had a lot of power, but I always faded in the end of the, of the, of the race, you know, end of the bike and, and then the run, but that somehow became my strengths. And, um, and yeah, I, when I won the race, I was, <laughs> you can imagine aesthetic and mm -hmm. I was not aware what is coming, you know, later I was like, yeah, I won once. That's great. Now yeah. it's all good. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. done. Yeah. yeah. When did you pass uh, Matthias Hecht in that race? Because I oh, believe. Oh yeah, Matthias. Yeah, sorry. He yes. had a he had a decent lead, 
Or yes. He sent it maybe five or six minutes off the bike, right? And then when did you come past him on the run? Um, good question. I think it was... Um, I'm testing your memory now. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I, I think about pretty early, I think, I'm not sure, but about 15 to 17K, mm-hmm. I probably had him. And then it was, I was never looking back. I mean, that's something I always had in my mind. I don't know why I had this confidence, but I knew if I once was rolling um, and kind of in the lead, I, I just, there were, I think, I, I just knew I, I going to win. This was something I was really, um, yeah, something I always believed. Like, I, I believe in the momentum. I, mm-hmm. That's something I believe in. And, and if you don't do, of course, you have to, to to drink and, and and make sure you get the energy in but once i overtook him i i knew i'm going to win so um yeah that was something um and then i just yeah i yeah i, I made it to the finish line and, I love it. and uh that was was unbelievable and uh yeah i mean matthias was was by the time he was like my biggest rival also in the same team mm-hmm. and uh, he was of course a very fast swimmer very strong biker, but my, actually the difference I made in the run, uh, even though I was a bigger guy, but my running was pretty efficient for the, for the longer distances. Um, yeah, we were not running the paces they run today, like a 250 or something. Yeah, but you weren't in the super shoes either. Come yeah, on. True. There is true, a little difference. And, and I'm not cheapening the performances of today by any means either. They're, no, they're no, phenomenal athletes. They really are. Um, but I also don't want you to put yourself down. Um, but then let's go 2008 then, mate. You you back up again, win yeah. Ironman Switzerland, and then you're off to Hawaii and you get exactly. fourth. That was a massive year. Yeah, that was um, also, again, very um, not expected, to be honest. Um uh, I was before, I think that I raced in Hawaii before and I was maybe top 20, but then this race was mm-hmm. very special, but also with a lot of, um, ups and downs. Like it was not something, um, where I, you know, was there from the beginning. I was back after the swim. I kind of crawled back on the bike, but then at 150 K I, I had like a, this, this famous meltdown, like on the, on the queen K yeah. where I actually wanted to quit and I, I was just out of energy and, um, and somehow I made it back, uh, to the, to the, to the transition. And I would, I, I would, I thought like, let's just finish it. And, um, somehow I, yeah, I got, I got back and that's what I, what I love about this sport. It's, uh, it's so long and you have so many ups and downs, but yeah, which I think mentally you just need to keep, keep digging and, uh, and um and somehow i could reel in more people like mm. and then in the energy lab i was at seventh place and and then and then the last 10k i hit fourth place and and then finishing fourth in hawaii like three minutes three four minutes behind greg alexander uh and uh, ruth Gebeke and eko lanos like 30 seconds to the podium but i didn't yeah. care for me it was like a win uh, was was incredible it was a really close race that one. I was just I was looking at the results and yes. honestly, because I was coaching Matthias Hecht by that stage and he got eighth. So he had yes. two Swiss in the top ten. And looking at those results with Craig Alexander winning in, in uh eight seventeen, and then like you said, you're only four minutes behind, you know, and then all the results are so close there. That was a really tight race. But let's yep. let's move forward a bit. I just want to talk about your career. You know, like I said in the intro at the top of the show, 
11 Ironman wins, nine Ironman Switzerland wins, which is incredible in its own way, and a really amazing career, like a consistent career. But if you were to look back and kind of go, okay, what were my most memorable highs and lows? And what did you learn from those? You know, what were the things that really stand out to you? Because sometimes they're not the obvious. I'm just curious. Yeah, that's that's a very good question. The highs and lows. Um, you know, to be honest, the highs for me are the ones I remember, right? Like now looking back and for me, the highs of the sport, of this whole, um, of this whole career were my friends I trained with, the experiences in training camps, uh, the funny times, the being totally mm. shattered after after a bike ride, ha- like needing to go to a, 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 um, a shop to get a coke because you couldn't make it back, and it's just like these funny stories. So so many fun 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 stories. Hard also like hard moments, but that's why it's so mm-hmm. memorable. And I, it, to be honest, it's less the wins. It's it was always the journey. Mm-hmm. For me, like these journeys and these these my friends training with them and having them along my along me, like when I call them, hey, let's go for a ride because I'm not so motivated. Let's go together. It's like I'm I was always a very social guy, and I love to be around uh, around people, training, sharing sharing it. And then in the, in the race, of course, you were on your own, and I had my goals, and that was very important. And I. I I was, I always wanted to win when I was young. And and even nowadays, if I play tennis or if I do anything, I want to win. Like it's, I'm like a child still. If, if I'm not winning, I, I'm like, I behave really badly still. (laughs) I'm the same, (laughs) mate. I'm the same. I don't like myself. Oh man. Yes. Yes. Go on. (laughs) And, and and for me, it was really these, like my, my companions during the years. That's, that's what I when I look back, this is what what I loved, you know, like yeah. uh, companions yeah. like Bart Ernauts, Mark Wittmer. This was just like my even there somewhere not professional athletes or somewhere, but it was like these these the, or even the barbecues after the trainings and I, I don't know all these these yeah these connections with the people and yes. of course also in the triathlon scene with Matthias and this this battle and, and it was not about of course you want of course I won eleven titles but. Even in South Africa, I also won one. Mm. It was like the whole, the vibe, the vibe and the, the after, you know, even the after party, just the, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's more about the, as I say, like these experiences with people sharing it is somehow as well. Like I, I remember in Ironman South Africa running down to finish line and these guys always had these brides, you know, barbecues on the side. Yeah. And they were so ecstatic and so cool people. And these are the moments like they were so cheering for you and so like i it it came over you know like it swapped over to me this emotions uh mm. that that's where what i was actually looking for you know like this this these emo these, these emotions but also always linked to people not not for myself but also like if people like even my friends when i won they were so excited and, and something to share you know like you could mm. share it and yeah i think that's that's for me the highs you know like sharing this sharing the the journeys together that's a great answer and i know everybody listening i know i am on this side nodding my head just going yeah i've said it on this show numerous times that Mm. you know triathlon was always about the people yes you know and you surround yourself with people all just trying to extract more out of life you know and you're around good people all Mm. the time yes 
it's it's hard to not say that that's one of the greatest highs that you can get from the sport you know and yes it's about the process and the journey and yes. and the hurting i love how you talk about you know blowing up on long rides and trying yeah. to get home with a coke and everybody's like oh yeah i've been that person i've been that one you know it's like yes they're the memories right i love that exactly yeah what about yeah go on sorry yeah and they're just making fun of each other and like these little stories like that they stick for me forever it's so funny like it's something it never goes away because oh yeah as as, as you, you you said it right <laughs> and and do you when you look back were there some amazing lessons that you learned that you've been able to take forward for the rest of your life you know what what kind of things have the has the sport given you that you kind of have it now in your back pocket that you can take with you yeah, that's a very good question as well. Um, I think I, for me, um, I learned that first of all, the road to success is is different for everyone. So mm. what I think you need to learn is uh, you cannot copy. You mm. can copy certain things. You can copy a Jan Frodino maybe a little bit. You can take certain things from people which you think are good but you cannot copy, you cannot just do the same training or do the same. You have to find out what works for you because that's like the reason why I got successful was I learned the hard way that I couldn't just copy what others did. And I got actually a lot of um, criticized for how, I, how I'm training because I was not never training as much as others. But this was not because I was um, uh, uh, lazy. It was, I, I was generally, I, I, I felt my body and I knew, look, this is what I need. And this needed a lot of courage as well. And then I got successful. So I knew this works for me and mm. I cannot do things just that people tell me, oh, I, so let's put it that way. Like, um, in the end, if I train 25 hours a week and others train 35, um, and, and, and then I, I'm not winning the race. I cannot say, oh, it's because I didn't train 35, but let's put it that way. I, the thing was, I learned that for me to get in best shape possible, I, I knew what I had to do. And then I also won the race. So I had this confidence building up uh, at, at, the, at, the, at some mm -hmm. point that, hey, this works for me. This is not true what everyone is saying. You don't need 40 hours training weeks because I'm a different body type. I'm 85 kilo, 80 to 85. I need different things. I cannot yeah. just copy what others. So my training was looked always totally different to everyone else's really. And, and, but yeah, that was sometimes hard to, I was also uncertain, but, but I had success with that. And then I learned over the years that you have to find your own way and don't feel guilty um, about doing things different. Um, and, and sometimes it's not more is better. Sometimes it's maybe, yeah, smarter, or, or let's put it like, listen to your body, not smarter in that way. For, for some, it's better to do more. It's smarter to do more. But I was a guy, um, like, less was better. But in a, in a surrounding of more is better, was, it was really hard for me to do this, this, this journey of, of listening to my body. I don't know if I can explain it right. No, that's perfect. You know, it's, um, it reminds me of my conversation I had with Pete Jacobs a few months ago when I had him on the show. And you said a word that I think really stands out uh, to be courageous, to have yes. the courage to, to, 
you know, tread your own path, right? Yes. To not follow what everybody else is doing and, you know, the whoever's doing the 45 hours a week kind of work. And it's like getting to know who you are, asking yourself constantly every day, who am I? What do I want? Yep. You know, and taking full control. And that ability to do that often separates the good from the great, right? The ability to step back and go, who am I? Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, I'm a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. My body doesn't recover as fast. I need to be a little exactly. bit smarter in the way I approach this. That's really cool. And it, it, for me, I, I hear in that, not just the sports side, but as you go in the rest of your life, and I want to transition to retirement um, now for you. Yeah. It's one of my favorite topics um, because I've been through it myself. But it's that ability to take the lessons that you've learned from sport and into you know, civilian life, whatever you want to call it, as a non-professional triathlete. Um, yeah. But let's, let's, first question on this is, you know, what was you, you said you got to retire on your own terms. What was the reasoning behind retiring and how old were you? I was uh, 41, uh, I, remember, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, the reason was really, um, first of all, I think I was not, ready to invest 100% anymore. Mm-hmm. So I had to mm-hmm. be really honest with myself. And I also, I mean, I had a long career and I lost a bit the spark, the, yeah. the excitement. Uh, and if in this sport, if you, if you want to succeed or if you want to be on the, high, on, a high, on the highest level, you, you need to love it like every day, not every day, but of course there are days where you, you drag yourself out, but like at least 70% has to be positive. Uh, and you know, the, the drive has to come from inside. And I just felt like, first of all, I had nickels and here and there problems. And then my motivation was still not there anymore. I was burned out a little bit. That's probably the easiest way to say it. And I was so ready to do some new stuff. I, so the, what I'm doing now, I, I was ready for a new chapter and I felt this really strong I- within me. And, um, and so it was actually a very easy very easy for me to to take a step back and i i was looking forward to step back have have you found since stepping back has has there been any times where you've gone any regrets i guess is my question or has it been yeah, quite easy like i had not one ever one thought of any regret like zero mm. like i was I, I yeah no i never I never look back and and and, and think like um, I, why or I should have done it longer or even should I I don't even think I should have done it differently. Um, I think I was I'm 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 really happy with what I achieved mm-hmm. with what I tried and and, and I, I have no regrets at all. I love it. I love it. I love hearing that. Yeah. yeah and, and then so moving forward now, you know, Iron is it pronounced Iron because it's I dash Ron. Yeah, it's Iron. Like I run a like, uh, sports management agency, which yeah. I love that because it's obviously got the Iron Man, but it's also got Ron for Ronnie. Exactly. I think yes. it's a really cool name. So I run sports management agency. So everybody listening, yeah. if you want an agency to look yeah. after your sporting career, tell us about I run sports management and, and what inspired you to, to start this venture. Well, it's, it's also very interesting. Uh, you know, uh, Sebastian Kindley by the time was a, a, a well, I don't know if, if he was the world champion, right? And we were, we, yeah. we had a, 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 the same sponsor, so we met. We we met each other, so we knew each other, and we were we had a friendly, friendly, yeah, a friendship, I would say. And yeah. he was, of course, a competitor, but he was still more on the seventy point three, 
and I was Ironman. And, and so we were not racing a lot against each other. However, um, you know, that was three years before my retirement. He came up to me and said, <laughs> Ronnie, I, I, you're, I'm sure you're going to, going to retire soon and I'm ne I need a new manager. And, and I think you could do this really well because you did, you did it so well for yourself with, <laughs> with your sponsors. And I was totally like, uh, what are you talking about? I'm still active. Well, why, why would you ask me that? Do you Don't think retire I'm me yet. No, I'm still going okay. Hey. <laughs> I mean, I'm not that bad, right? Yeah, yeah. But he didn't mean that in a bad way. No, no, but no, no, uh, no. but he, he was like, Ronnie, you, you did this for yourself uh, very good. I think you could do this very well for, for me. And that's, that's how it all started. Actually, I my idea was never to become a sports agent at all. Yeah. Like that was not. And then I had to think uh, a few weeks about it. Uh, and, and then I was like, you know, what I never wanted is like stopping the sport and then not to know what I'm doing next. So I think this is for every professional athlete. Mm. It would be really good to at least write down, you know, your three, four things uh, and then and then kind of, yeah, through what you want to do, you know, and then maybe start them, yeah, at least one or two years before. And, um, and this for me was just like something, uh, I think a good timing. And, um, for, for the first two years, I only had, had, uh, Sebastian to do it. So I agreed to do it. And, uh, and I thought actually, you know what, I think it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I really, I really like it. I started communications as well. You know, I had a, have a bachelor in communications. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but it was not something I planned. It's something, um, Sebi planned. In Sebi my did head. It. I yeah. love it. Yes. And so Sebi was your first athlete, by the yes. way, tell him he's got to come back on my show. It's been four years since I've had him oh, on. Yeah. He's um, to come back. I he has some good stories. He wants to do high rocks. But this is another, another, you know, I don't know if you heard of this new sport. He's, he's high rocks. What's it called? Yeah. It's high rocks. It's like you, you, you do these exercises and you run one kilometer and you do it 10 times. It's, it's a big, big sport, big, fast growing sport. It's not a big sport. It's a fast growing sport. Oh, um, interesting. You can, you can Google it. High rocks. High so rocks. I'm going to go check yes. it out. <laughs> I'm going to see Sebastian. I got to get him back on the show, but, yeah. but so he started it. And then I imagine you've got one of the biggest names in the world of triathlon exactly. on your books. It's amazing then how quickly others go, well, hang on. Ronnie seemed to do pretty well with a lot of endorsements. And I don't know, you know, I don't know any of your deals or any of that kind of thing, but yeah. you always seem to be fairly professional in the way you approach the sport, which you're a man of my own heart. Um, so did you find a lot more athletes were now coming to you and going, Hey, you know, are you doing this for real or <laughs> is this just Sebi? Yeah, for the first uh, two years, I was still active, right, myself. Yeah. And uh, and then I, I, the next athlete I took on was Imogen Simmons. Yeah. And and this this grew really um, naturally. So I I didn't really um, reach out to many many um, many athletes in the beginning. So I just took care of Sebi because that was a lot of a lot to do anyway. And then yeah. I had my training, and then Imo came, and then of course I had already this uh, so sl slowly this 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 transition so mm. so then i was also more ready to give up triathlon and you know it was it was just perfect i think that i started two three years before my actual retirement um to work to to find also to to learn oh this is the you know this is actually mm. different this is this is uh this is like work <laughs> it's yeah. not like swim bike run and that's and sleep. It's actually oh, you're you're responsible for something. Like I I felt also pressure to do it to do a good job for Sebi, 
and and that 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 was of course something um, but that was something i needed you know actually that was i was missing that a little bit the too simple life was was for too long you know like yeah. just being a just training sleeping it's nice but i was 37 by the time he asked me so i think that was the perfect timing it was yeah. long and um and then from there on it and then i had i focused a bit more on on this on the side and then more athletes came of course and then uh, i proactively also were was looking for some athletes younger ones and yeah, that's how it evolved uh, in a natural way. So, who have you got now? Who have you got now on your books? Who, who are the athletes you got on your on your roster? And are they all triathletes, or are you branching out to other sports? I also have tennis players. I have, oh, nice. um, yeah. So, I have uh, one of the best tennis. Like he was, he's fifteen years old. He's number three in the world in the juniors, and wow. uh, he's soon going to play um, also like you know Grand Slams at the juniors. And and I'm a big tennis fan, and I also take care of. <laughs> of one of the best Swiss players. He's, he was like top 100 in the world last year, uh, Mac Kuzler. And, and then, of course, I have a lot of triathletes like Vosco Vilatha. He's one of the short distance guys, a real mm-hmm. big, yeah. big, yeah. big talent. I think he has a shot for, for being at least top three at the Olympics. Yes, then yes. Um, I started working with Ben Hoffman uh, as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, there are actually 15 athletes now, Laura Zimmerman, um, the, the Norwegians now, Fetle Thorne, very young guys. Um, um, very, also a lot of young guys as well, um, which it's, it's so much, it's, it's a lot of fun to, to help these guys. And because triathlon is still not, um, a sport where you, yeah, unless you're a top guy, like Sam, Sam Laidlow, which I also take care of, um, then you can make, live from the sport. But if you are uh, on the on the Olympic uh, distance, uh, unless you're top ten, it's very hard to make a living. Yes, so, yes. so I'm I'm really excited to help these guys as well through my connections and and work with them because they're really cool guys first of all and 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 yeah that's the most important thing for me again these connections helping helping these athletes and uh, you know helping these athletes a little bit. What I with what I'm doing and 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 being on the journey with them because that's what mm. what really motivates me. Like mm. right now, maybe they are not stars, but but I want to help them become you know the best version of themselves. You could say. I love that. I love how it all ties back together from, you know, what you said earlier in 2002 at Ironman Florida, and the team EWZ came yes. and said, "Hey, you want to come on?" And there was a 20 grand check, yes. and that enabled you to have that big first step to have your career, you know, and now you're in the same, you've come back and said, Hey, that was such a helping hand to me. If I can find five grand deals or anything I can for these young athletes to just help them out a little bit, it goes such a long way. Exactly. So for me, helping these young athletes really is from a business standpoint, it's not, you know, it's not um, significant, but for them, if I can organize them a wheel deal where they get three pairs of wheels which are worth uh, five to eight thousand uh, US dollars. That's a huge deal for them, you know. And 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 I'm more than happy to to help them and provide them these these the, the, yeah these these deals, you know. Even yeah. though for me uh, they don't yeah they don't bring me much, but I just love to really. That's my also. I just love to help them yeah. uh, early on, and then hopefully we can do something together. Of course, my goal is to you know, to get bigger, to grow together, of course. Have this journey together. 
and, and, and stick together as well for, for a long time. Like me and Sebi, we're going now back uh, 10 years, like, yeah, eight years. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping this show that I know there's a, a lot of young triathletes do listen to this show. So you might get an influx of, uh, athletes saying, Hey, can you help me out in my career? Because what I love about what you're saying is your why, why you're doing it is, it's not about you getting rich off it, right? No. I don't see any um, soccer players on here or um, NFL or NBA players on here yet, on your roster. But no. it's kind of uh, you're starting, you're getting your feet wet, you're coming from the right place, your why is right. I'm excited for you, buddy. I really am. And I think you'll do a fantastic job at it. Um, are you, do you find when you're negotiating their contracts – with sponsors, is it does it feel different than when you were doing your own, or how how are you kind of how do you approach managing others compared to yourself? Well, um, what I really feel is like um, um, that I, I I really want um, yeah if if I do it for myself it's different, but um, I have a responsibility for them, so I, I I am going the extra mile I think for others a bit more than maybe even for me because yeah. I. Yeah, I, I want to, they give me the trust. And for me, trust is something really important. And I want to give the trust, like I want to trust. Yeah, I want to, I want to, yeah, give it back to them as well. So, so I am uh, trying always the best for, for, for them. And I also want them to get the most, but also sometimes it's hard because athletes can be really successful, but you know, the market is something different. You know, the market, Mm. makes the makes mm. you know sometimes athletes would earn uh, should should get much more but the market is just not there at the moment you know at, at some point you know at the moment there is like with the bike industry it's it's very hard for the bike industry so it's very hard to even get a bike to athletes but these athletes are so so good and i feel sometimes sorry to to not help them as what they would would you know earn or what they should get so this is something I'm, I'm of course struggling because I feel for them because I was also in this position yeah. and, and, and now I am responsible for it and I want to deliver. And yeah. then, but sometimes of course, even if I try everything I can, I can't. So yeah. this is something, if something starts working with me, the first thing I say, first of all, it has to be a good connection, but then I say, Hey, I'm not a magician. I'm, you know, I, I try my best for you. Believe me, I yeah. try my best and yeah. I want the best because yeah, for you. But I, I cannot assure you that I'm going to bring you, you know, what you expect and what no. you deserve. No. And this is, yeah, this is something not always easy because just because you have good results means you should have sponsors. You know, that's that's something which um, is the case, you know. It's very difficult. I, I had Taylor Spivey on the show a couple of months ago and we were having this conversation and she was struggling to find, you know, some endorsements. And yes, I think... I think what an athlete needs to do is put themselves in the company's shoes, you know, and yes. I come, if I'm running a company, all I'm thinking is return on investment, right? If I pay you 10,000, I want to be making sure I make 20,000, yeah. you know, it's like a, it has to come down to math. And so all I can say is for young athletes listening is, look, you need to be going, yes, focus on your racing and your training and the process, but there's also it's a different game now and you need to be, you need to be doing more. You do need to employ somebody to help you with social media. You do need to yes. try and deliver more um, that has you stand out a little bit. And that's just business. At the end of the yes. day, 
as an athlete, you're an entrepreneur. Yes. You're, you're a business person and you need to figure out ways to sell your business. And yes, as a manager, you can take on a lot of that, but it still has to come from yeah. the athlete, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're spot on actually. Um, it's a return on investment. It's not a friendly deal. Nobody's doing a friendly deal unless you have like, so, you know, somebody who is a big fan. That's great. Yeah. That's always great, especially in the beginning of your career. Of course. If you have people around you who want to support you, but in the end, you know, they're, there is either your top three in the world, then uh, of course, then you success. You know, then it's success, and and, uh, and and then you find sponsors. But you, if you if you're just on the on coming up, you know, uh, you you have to think about social media. You have to think about your image. There's much yeah. more now than back when we were yes. racing. Yes, we got a magazine cover and we were done. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah. And this is, uh, and there are so many, so many, also, I want to say also, there are so many races and you, there are yeah. so many winners. Yeah. I mean, there are just many more races, many more winners, yeah. but yeah. there's still the same amount of money um, yeah. or may, maybe a bit more because the sport grew. But, uh, you know, if you think about that, it's like there are, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then there, there are the ones who are maybe are less successful, but they're really good in social media. And for some sponsors, this could be more interesting because they say, Hey, so many yeah. followers, you're more an influencer for us. You know, there are so many yeah. new angles. Yes, um, you're right. It's not easy. It's not easy for it's the athletes easy. because they want to sp do the sport. They want to be professionals and they don't want to be influencers. I totally understand it, but it's, <laughs> but it's 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 uh, fortunately unfortunately it's part of the game and it's you need to game. you need to yeah. step it up you know like because if you look at the top guys like lucy charles like look what she's doing oh like, she's amazing mate like, she's absolutely like, i can't speak more highly of, of yeah. lucy and reese and um oh, i mean her sister, of, of course they have the opportunities to do this as well they are on the top yeah. in the on the top you know and yeah. and, and sebi also like he yeah, yeah well, he, but uh, yeah, um, I think you have to be creative. Not not just think about, don't just, of course, think about racing and training and winning, but also think about what could, what else, you know? I think How of yourself as a business. That's what yeah. Laura and I, we, we always yeah. considered it a business. We Don't get me wrong. Like we talked about for half the show, we love the people, we love the sport, yeah, of course. we love the process. But at the end of the day, you know, we would map out our year and say, it takes just as much energy to win a $200,000 race as it does a $2,000 race, right? I'm going to yes. go just as hard in both. So let's focus on the, the bigger prize money yes. and then talk to the right sponsors and then blah, 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 blah. But you're a business. If you're a professional yeah. athlete, you are a business. You are an entrepreneurial business. And this is where you can learn so much, right? It's like, don't just be upset that you have to do more. It's just the game that we're all playing. It's a, it's a world of business. Um, yeah. But I'm... Look, for them to have you yeah. by the, their side, that's huge for any athlete to have a compassionate manager that's been through it themselves. I think, uh, yeah, I think they're crazy not to sign up with you. Are you mainly working with Europeans? You mentioned Ben Hoffman. Do you have- Yeah, no, also with, uh, with, with US guys, every, uh, you know, with, with, yeah. with, with a lot. And, but also I have to be very honest. If, if I work with somebody, then I yeah. want to do the best job. So I'm not- yeah taking everyone on because I want to, if I work for somebody, I want to do the best job. Of course. And if I would just take on everybody, then it's like, I cannot do a good job. So, so I'm also, yeah, I'm, I'm very not selective in that way. Just like I cannot take on more 
you know, then, then I, uh, yeah, I want to deliver yeah. also something, yeah. you know? So yeah, yeah. No, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I don't, I don't know that this show is going to suddenly bring in hundreds of people, but <laughs> if you get a few, it wouldn't surprise me, but tell me also, you, you, you have a charity ride, yeah. uh, the mustaches ride. <laughs> tell me about that one and how did that all start? Yeah. You know, again, the, 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 it's actually just what we talked about. I myself, uh, and that's also for the young athletes listening, you know, I always took time to, to kind of go on rides with sponsors or just take time for, 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 for my, for my, yeah, for my sponsors. Uh, and, um, and one of them was, was Breitling for a long time. Mm. Um, and they supported a, a race at, at the Quebecer charity um in in south africa and so through that sponsor i i actually met the people there at the at the at the uh, at quebecer the guys the, the um and the, this uh found uh yeah from quebecer sorry and um these guys provide bikes to to children in in south africa and um we were doing a ride and then there were donations and we kind of delivered these bikes to to these children and I was, I thought that they're doing a terrific job. And, and then my idea was to, to do kind of a ride in Switzerland um, and just, um, yes, somehow get money for, for the, for this, for the Quebec charity. Um, and uh, yeah, that was something I just had the idea with two other friends and we thought, let's, let's do it in a fun way. Let's grow a mustache and let's meet in in August and uh, and let's invite our friends and they should all uh, donate 200 Swiss francs and then we can send uh, like 40 bikes to the to the children in in South Africa and that's how um, it started really this 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 what was it was all about and now it grew and now we are like every year we're 60 people and we're donating over 15,000 uh, Swiss francs wow. every year to to this to this to the charity and um yeah i'm really proud of it because it's it it's it's something i i i love to do and it's yeah. also a cool event uh, yeah. also to socialize to network you know it's it's a win win for for everyone yeah oh that's awesome and when what time of year when is that it's always in august um like mid mid august and um and it's in zurich right it's in zurich yeah it's yeah. in zurich we have a ride and then we have uh like lunch and uh, we have uh, yeah a few beers of course or whatever you know drink wa- water and uh, so it's it's uh, it's a very nat- again very natural very yeah everybody can join you of course you need to donate <laughs> of course yeah 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 i love it though that's and, really cool yeah and that's uh, yeah, I, I, I just love- organize it every year that is so cool mate i love how you mentioned you know you you join your sponsors for a ride or whatever um yeah. one thing that I found later in my career, probably the first half, I didn't do this as well as I should, you know, you learn, but towards the, probably from about 2000 onwards, I I would always get to know the race directors and say, thank you for putting on the race. You know, I'd finish the race, no matter my performance, go find the race director and say, thank you. And what you find by just going up to a race director and saying, thanks for putting on the race and let it coming here. You got to remember that most people that are getting into this sport, like you even said with the sports management agency, aren't in it to get rich, right? They're often just fans of the sport. Exactly. And whether it's your sponsors or a race director, take the time to just acknowledge them. Exactly. Even if you're an age group of listening to this race, honestly, if you can track down the race director after the race and just say, hey, thanks, that was really cool. I appreciate you doing that. 
um, it means the world. It absolutely means the world to the the race directors and the sponsors. I, I love how you're doing that. Yeah, it's, um, and what I would really um, say to every young athlete, uh, end of the year, just send them something. It doesn't need to cost a lot. Something, maybe a letter. Yeah. That's something which makes the huge difference. You cannot imagine how much yeah. people... Uh, really um would would uh yeah would 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 see this and say hey he took the time to send me something small i don't know maybe chocolate whatever thank you yeah. for support yeah. that's yeah. all you need to do and i do it every year to all yeah. my sponsors like uh, i do it every year and I, i've done it the last 10 years and this is how you build partnerships and and, and relationships it's a relationship man like in the end it's relationships and i i like these people they are now even friends yeah. And, you know, all, a lot of my partners, they even still like support me. And that's, that's amazing. Right. I mean, uh, because they're friends now. And, 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 um, I think maybe some, sometimes it feels like the extra mile, but I think it's very, really worth it because, um, triathlon is a self-centered sport. And, and sometimes to say thank you to a race director, to just to people who help, even, even the helpers, whatever, just. Yeah, yeah. acknowledge it and 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 say thank you and and send a little something or go by and say thank you. It's it's so it's easy, but it needs to be done right. You I love that, it. mate. I love that. And you know, we we would always send out little things, whether it be pens that we get made or whatever. Lots of little things, just sending yes. a little thank you. And like you said, it doesn't have to cost much. And in fact, no. a handwritten letter yes. is probably worth more than any thing that you put a logo on or anything oh, else. Oh, yeah, 100%. Right? Uh, I yes. love that, mate. Fantastic. I agree. Well, what's next for you? What's, um, you know, building Iron? Um, yeah. What, what, what else is on the, on the cards for the next uh, short period of time? Yeah, you know, again, like, again, this is for me. For me, it's about journeys. And, uh, you know, last year I went to all Grand Slams with one of my players I'm taking care of. That's awesome, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I can relive my... You know, so I always wanted to become a tennis player. So now yeah. I can kind of be in another role and 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 experience these amazing tournaments, these amazing times, and 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 that's that's what I'm chasing. You know, I again, like as you said, we're not here to make millions at all. It's about yeah. it's about the journey. It's about you you want to make a living, but you want to support people you like, and you want to be part of their journey. And if you can put something positive in their life really that's what it's all about and mm. then that's that's so cool and if of course if i can combine my hobby and my 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 love for the sport like tennis or, or hockey or or skiing or or, or or triathlon then and i can be a part of that then i am happy you know oh, i'm so excited for you i really am because i hear your passion you know with all these different sports and your reason why like i said earlier it's just I do believe that this could be an, an amazing project for you to work on for the next few years. And like you said, to be able to go to all the Grand Slams and have an excuse to do it and that kind of yeah. thing, I think it's fantastic. Um, it's fantastic. It I, is. Want to, I, want, I want to finish up with a final four. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you've got a few more minutes for me, I'd love of course. it. Um, all right. So what would you tell your 18-year-old self? Just go for it. Don't, mm-hmm. don't, 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 don't worry. Just, it will all be good. I like that. No worries. <laughs> yeah, just right. it will all be good. That's like a, a sentence. Like, like I had so many moments in my life where I'm like, you know, struggling with some things, but I will. It's it will be all good. You know, this will go mm-hmm. away. Trust, mm-hmm. trust in it that it will be good. That's something it, I'm, helped me a lot, and it's true. You it's know? so true. This too shall pass, right? Yes. It's like this this common thread that yes. it's okay when you're in the moment. It feels like it's so overwhelming. You're never going to get out, but exactly. I love it. 
Okay, three people you'd want to have dinner with, non-family, they can be living or dead. Um, okay, then it's very... Um, so one is uh, Sergei Fedorov. He's like, uh, he was one of the most famous uh, center uh, at the Detroit Red Wings uh, in the, like he was way back, one of, in the NHL, an NHL player. Yes, Sergei yes. Fedorov was my, was a, was a living legend, is a living legend for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, who else? Um, um, living or dead. Uh, yeah, Muhammad Ali. I, I'm, I'm fascinated by him as yeah. well. I look a lot of, of, of his, of his uh content yeah, <laughs> from yeah. back there definitely um and then yeah there are many um um yeah i think um maybe with my grandfather i would like to have another dinner he was a, a tour de france cyclist he was uh, i know he was i read that earlier yeah. i was waiting to bring that in that's amazing yeah. Yeah, but he's passed. Him. Yeah, he he's he's he, he's yeah he's he's not living anymore. But I would love to have a dinner with him again to talk about these old times because I'm at at another stage in my life now. Yeah. Back then, I didn't really realize what he was doing or what he did, and yeah. now this would be really cool to have a chat with him. Oh, mate, I love that. And actually, that um, I'll talk to you about it after the show. But I'm building. I'm looking like I'm building another tech company around that whole process. So anyway, okay. moving on. Yeah, happy to. Where do you see yourself in five years? We did already kind of do this one. You kind yeah. of talked about it, but. Yeah, in five years, you won't, I, 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 I like to grow my agency a little bit. Uh, I, I still, I don't want to become an IMG, but I'd no. like to grow a little bit, but in yeah. a natural yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, maybe have what my goal also is to have good people around me. So if I can, if I can uh, work with good people around me and, uh, and add some of them, and 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 who have the same uh, the same morals, the same yeah, yeah passion. Then this is something I would really like to do because I'd like to get up in the morning and be around people and do something, you know, together as yeah. a team. Yeah. So if I can, you know, grow to five to ten people, that would be a dream, you know, and have like and we go training in the midday and then we go back and we work hard, you know. This is my ideal day, you know. Go 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 work hard. Then we go training, whatever, in the, uh, the, during the lunch break, and then we we work hard again, and we have uh, we have like a team together, and we we achieve uh, great things. And that's that's my my goal. Yeah, it's going to happen, mate. You've just put it out in the universe. It's happening. I love it. I want to be a part of that team. That sounds very cool. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, if you had uh, six months to live, how would you want to use those remaining days? Well, that's that's an easy one uh, for me. I would uh, share them uh, with my daughter. She's ten, and my wife, and my, my of course my my parents. Um, I would, yeah. Then uh, I think you know. Of course, I have passion for for my work and stuff. But I think I this is what I would do. You know, I would just yeah. spend all, and with my friends. I would just spend all my time with my friends I and my it. family, and and that's it. You know, I it think sounds that's, like you're doing that already. So. Yeah. You're yes. basically saying, and I love that. I love asking that question. People go, yeah, we really wouldn't change much, right? It's like, yeah. Yeah, no, I would. Like want to live. I, 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 I would probably not, you know, go away from the family. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would probably, I don't know. It's a hard question. But yeah, I think I would just spend as much as possible with my best get, friends and family. <laughs> well, let's finish with some rapid fire questions. Yep. Let's, let's see if you've got any fast twitch fibers left. Um, all right, here we go. 
Favorite race course? Ironman Zurich. Of course. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. N- night. night owl. Night, what'd you say? Uh, 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 owl? Uh, like, night, so. A, a night owl. Night owl. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, uh, definitely. Not, the, not mean, an early bird. Oh, really? That's no. so strange for an endurance athlete. That's so, 90% the, the, of them are so early. The worst thing for me was early swimming. I mean, I was in Australia as well with, with Matthias at yeah. some point. And yeah. for me, the worst is six o'clock swimming or five o'clock. I mean, oh, that's, I, I mean, I, I, yeah. it's just something I will never miss in my life again. And, and, uh, but it was so cool if you've done it, I know, yeah. but it yeah. was horrible to get in that water. I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really soft, I have to say. No, that's not soft. You just know when you perform best. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm terrible after seven o'clock. Like I'm in bed by seven thirty. Oh I, yeah, no, I, I, yeah. no, I'm yeah. the best after six. That's awesome. See, <laughs> it's what I say to our team. It's like, guys, everybody, you can all work remote. Work when you feel you're most alive. For me, that's yes. between sort of four and six in the morning. I'm completely the opposite. Wow. And we'd have our our chief operator. He'd be, um, he'd he'd work like you. I'd be getting emails from him between 11 p.m. and 1 a.m. And then I'd wake up and get them at 3.30. And so we didn't miss a beat. You know, it was yeah. like, oh, there we go. Yeah. Um, it, 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 again, there we're going back to what we said before. What works for you? You. And this yes. is so important. I mean, yeah. you have to be honest with yourself, not yeah. just go with and, and, and like, you know, you have to also speak up. Like, look, I think this is how I work best. You know, yes. you have to. Yeah, that's appreciated. I appreciate this a lot because I don't like if just somebody would do because he needs to do it, but he, he would like to do it differently because he's better mm. then yeah. hundred percent. I, I love that. All right. Do you drink coffee or tea? Coffee. <laughs> mountains, coffee. Or, mountains or beaches? Ooh, um, hmm. Mountains, mountains. I love the mountains. I love ice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're a Swiss boy. All right. Um, one, one book you would gift to a friend. One book I would gift uh, to a friend. Um, oof, very good. Now I, I'm a real. I mean, I I haven't uh, I haven't. You can say read past. a lot of books, but um, I love biographies. Yes. Biographies, and uh, I read the, so many. But the Agassi one, I really liked. I yeah, can yeah, recommend yeah. it. Yes, I've got I've got that on my list. Actually, I've never yes. read Agassi. Everybody raves about it. Yeah. All right. Favorite post-race indulgence? Oh, burger. Burger and a beer. I mean, oh, yeah. yes, I love it. Burger and a beer. I, I used to have a deal with, if I won the race, I'd have a burger and a beer at the airport on the way home, even if I was on my own. Yeah, that, <laughs> just, I'm the same. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, it's the best. It's just the combination is oh. like the fat and this beer. I don't know. Oh. There's nothing So better. good, mate. So good. <laughs> I'll join you anytime. Yes. All right. Um, greatest movie of all time oh um oh i'm a movie i mean i love all movies oh i um oh i mean i love all the Mm. no i'm a big marvel Ah, spider-man i love it like this is this is my kind like my child childhood i always wanted to be spider-man so i think all the spider-man movies the first one who came out like the first ever I don't know yeah. when it was. Uh, yeah. That like this, this uh, amazing, like uh, you know, seeing this this guy uh, flying around. This is yeah. like, yeah, for me, Marvel, all Marvel movies, movies. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I love all the new Marvel mo- movies. Are pretty insane. Um, yes, yes. You know. Well, I, lo- I I love them all. Yeah. Um, 
I'm just a big fan of. I, I was always dreaming when I was young about Spider-Man and Batman and yeah, yeah, I love yes, it. Yes. All right, the two most used apps on your phone. Oh, WhatsApp, WhatsApp, and uh, yeah, Instagram. Instagram, mm. yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty pretty common. Yeah. All right, last one. Greatest decade of music. Oh, definitely the. The 90s, yeah, 80s, 90s, yeah. 80s, 90s. Uh, that's where we're like, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, 80s, 90s is hard to decide, but 80s, 90s, yeah. Well, you were born in the 70s, right? You're 79, right? I'm 79, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. up there with me, mate. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the, the 80s, 90s is incredible. So many, well, it's, it's more like childhood memories. And I, yeah. I get back to this feeling, how I felt back yes. then. Yes, yes. Um, I get it. And that's why I, I love it. Yeah. Well, mate, Ronnie, this has been absolutely fantastic to just reconnect and chat. Yes. My brain is going rapidly right now as I think about you, Iron, and, and where that's going to go. We yeah, I'm excited too. That. Thank you very much for this. Potential there. Thank you very much for the opportunity. You know, I, to be honest, to the end, it's like I also still don't know where it goes. You know, I, I was always the guy who was just going with the flow. I just do what I like to do, and that's all I do. You know, like it's not – it's not like I have big, big plans. It's just like something which evolves naturally sometimes and mm. connections and people. And this is, this is my world, you know, people, connections, you know, this is, this is my world. I love it, mate. Well, I just want to say congrats on an amazing career. Um, you're a great man. You're a good friend. It's been a long time since we've just sat down and chatted. And so I'm glad we got to have this time. I'm looking forward to a tennis match. In fact, I think we can invite... Simon Whitfield and Macca. We've all talked about being great tennis players right now. I, Actually, I, none of us are great, but we, we, uh, you can come and whip us into shape. I talked with Simon the other day, and uh, he said he he loves to play tennis. So, yeah. guys, you're you're more than invited to play against me. But I have to warn you, the level is is high. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I can sometimes get a first serve in. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's I'm, good. I've been playing a lot recently cool. but I'm still, I'm still i'm still not very good i got it well that's not fair we'll run for everything right and exactly no know, it's okay you know it's all about fun right it's about hitting no the- it's about winning no, yeah. no. <laughs> okay if yeah. i'm not winning, i'm not having fun i must okay. admit i'm the same I'm yeah the same. <laughs> i just played yeah. against a friend yesterday yeah. and i was not in a good mood after that yeah it's so funny isn't it it's like i say to laura you know and, and i find tennis so you know hit it into the net with a it's an easy shot, right? Often the easiest shots are, yes. the, shots are the hardest. And you hit in oh. the net and I'm like, you know, swearing. I'm like, Laura, it's yes. not at you. It's at myself. You know, it's yes. like I'm angry at myself. And then you got to recalibrate, get yourself back to neutral yes. and, and go again. Um, yeah, it's so, anyway, frustrating. so frustrating. So frustrating. And uh, that's why I, I love it so much. And I have so much respect for the players. Yes. Because I know how hard it is to keep your contenance, your, you know, your, your, oh. your, your, your shit together. <laughs> Did you think um, Djokovic is going to win the Australian Open? This episode will come out right as the Australian Open's ending. He, so he could very cool. well win because he's yeah. at the moment, I think, the best, uh, uh, the best tennis player. Yeah. Um, but there are some young ones and, and, and yeah, talented yeah. ones as well. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Djokovic, I would say 80% he wins it, but you never know. They're always... You never never know. Yes. Well, mate, Ronnie, thank you again for coming on, spending the time to chat with me. I look forward to uh, speaking with a number of your athletes even. Um, I don't all have to be triathletes either. I I like expanding. Um, Connect you. Yeah, yeah, definitely connect. Love the conversation. 
Um, but mate, thanks again. Thank you, Greg. Thanks a lot. All right. For everybody listening, you can find all the show notes and everything else at bennettendurance.com forward slash media. All right. Stay on the line, Ronnie. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Bye-bye, Greg. Bye-bye.